You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a catch attack. It's a new drop back. And now get in the middle. Drop a catch. Stretch it, stretch it, mix it on Stretch it, 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 As possibly bleak as this. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Frackle, uh, the Chelsea Hour edition. I am joined by Jay. Hi, how's it going, bro? Yeah, all good, brother. Um, what are you saying? How's your Christmas and all that? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. It was a bit short, minimum annual leave, but it is what it is. We're here now. Um, <laughs> back to back to routine, which is good and bad to be honest. But yeah, so so it's life. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to say how goes it, like Mario does in the main pods. I tried to say that to my mom today. She was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Anyway, anyway, the housekeeping. Yep, make sure you're following Touchline on, on um, the socials. Obviously, we've got the club pods back. Um, dropping daily and then the main pod dropping uh, on Mondays. Um, so definitely give that um, a follow. Give all of them a follow. Give all of them a listen. Um, I was enjoying Touchy Greenness today. Um, but, you know, that, that, I, I digress. Um, and, yeah, let's get straight into it. So, first of all, let's just start with... Um, before we go into the game, I just wanted to say that um, for once 
it's actually been a pretty decent weekend for Chelsea because not only did we win, but the four teams directly above us actually all didn't win, which is interesting. Um, so those teams being West Ham, Brighton, Man United and Newcastle, none of them picked up any wins. And I was listening to Morgan yesterday and Elijah was saying how um, because everyone above are just like not good enough, they keep you invested because you can't check out because you're never too far away. And that's exactly how I feel right now. Because the four teams above us decided to all drop points. So now I'm like, oh, now I'm now I'm back invested again because I wasn't invested before. But um, yeah, how are you feeling? Because obviously um, we are now, I'm trying to do the math. We are now six points off West Ham who are in sixth place. And eight, uh, and then 11 points away from Spurs who are in fifth place. So it's still quite far off the European places, but in terms of the Champions League, but in terms of like the top six, not too far. So like, how are you feeling about, about the way the weekend went? And just in terms of climbing the table now, are you optimistic or how how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I think, um, like you said, like these teams, they've been so inconsistent in it, like Newcastle, West Ham, United. Um, I think out of all of them, United, uh, West Ham probably look like the ones that are looking like they could pull away at any moment if if Chelsea start to drop points again. So it's it's, it's a bit frustrating like watching these teams every week um, drop points and that, and then like expecting us to kind of get closer, and then all of a sudden we have a result like I don't know Wolves or something, and it's like. It's really frustrating to watch at the moment, but I actually feel really confident about the second half of the season. Um, not not so much to do with like even the recent results or anything like that, but just I feel like we we have been quite unlucky with injuries in the first half of the season. I think most recently we've seen quite a few of them come back. More importantly, we've seen Nkunku like obviously come back and you know touch wood. You know he stays fit in that because he's it's, it's it's looked like he hasn't really had any issues since coming back, which is good. Um, but yeah, I I, I generally think like first half of the season was always going to be difficult in terms of Poch working things out. I'm kind of hoping that he's got a little bit more of a clearer idea going into the second half of the season. So um, we've got a decent month in January as well in terms of like games because I think we've got like a couple. We've got a couple prem prem fixtures, and I think the rest of the fixtures are pretty much cut fixtures. So it's a good month to kind of start well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I think it's interesting you say um, you expected the first half of the season to be difficult. I actually didn't, to be honest. I didn't think we'd lose eight games in this first half of the season, um, purely because of the regard I held. I thought Poch was better than what he's shown, essentially. I didn't think we'd have as many injuries as we had, but. Um, even still, I didn't. I still don't think. I still didn't think we would lose as many games, even with all the injuries. But yeah. uh, here we are, kind of thing. But yeah, I agree with you. I think um, January is a nice month to, uh, I think, build momentum and build confidence. Um, so we've got Preston, Middlesbrough, Fulham, and Liverpool. I think starting with the two cup games, Preston and Middlesbrough. If we pick up convincing wins in those, I think it'd be a really good platform going forward into the league um, to then, you know, go, um, have, we have Fulham at home um, and, you know, which is which is a, quite an important game because um, we could actually climb the table. We could actually rise from 10th for the first time in like a year or two. I don't know. 
know how long it's been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a massive game. So yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's important that we take those games seriously. I think you know, Potter's gone on record saying that he's taking the Carabao Cup seriously, which is understandable given the league situation. Um, and I, I, I presume he'll probably try and take the FA Cup seriously as well to get some equity in the bank. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it's a good chance to build a, a good platform for the second half of the season going forward because um, we've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, like I said, 12 points off of top four right now. Um, I've written off top four personally, but if we can get into that top six, <laughs> it will make me feel a bit better because, like I said, we've been in temp for way too long. We shouldn't be a mid-table team. Um, yeah, I think, was it, there was, wasn't it, I don't think it was like last season or the season before, but there were a couple of teams that started off quite poorly and then they had a really good second half to the season and ended up kind of, I think Spurs, was it Spurs under Conte when they had like a disgusting yeah. first half of the season? There's a, and yeah, then... there's a few examples. You've got Spurs under Conte, who were doing mm. badly under, um, who did they have? Was that the season they had uh, Nuno? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they switched to Conte, innit? And then they... Conte around, I think it was around November times, I think. They switched to Conte. They managed to salvage it. So, so a bit earlier, to be fair. Um, I think a, a good example is probably Man United, actually, in 2019-20, uh, mm. when, yeah, first half of the season was terrible. And then um, COVID happened. They started to pick up some wins, like, around, like, February-ish. And then COVID happened, got all the injured players back. And then they just went on a run from from COVID, from when COVID to return to the end of the season. And then they managed to get third, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that's a good example. So yeah, it's definitely possible that like 100%, but you, you pretty much have to be, you have to be really bang on, you know? And I'm saying like, maybe you lose a minimum one game. You know what I'm saying? We've already lost eight. Um, so <laughs> getting to the top four with 10 defeats, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. know. What, I don't do know. you know what? When I said the... When, when I said the beginning of half of the season, I expected it to be difficult. I actually agree with you in terms of I didn't expect the results to be as bad as they are. But I did think that we would struggle to maybe get some sort of consistency because of like the way the squad was set up and like how, you know, some of the, some of the players needed work and stuff like that. I did think it was going to take a while to get like a, a more settled 11. But at the same time, I think, when we go into the second half of the season now, what I'm banking on is obviously the players that he obviously looked to mould around in the first place, them obviously staying fit. And then he, I think he just needs to just settle on kind of like a, defensively he needs to settle on something. But we can touch on that later, like when we yeah. talk about the looting yeah, game sure. and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I even forgot to mention the Tuchel season actually when Tuchel came in. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... So yeah, for you optimists, it's definitely possible. But um, yeah, not me, boy. Anyway, no. yeah, this is <laughs> the, the Premier League game. So three two win at Luton, tricky place to go, man. Um, they've given all the big teams a tough game. Um, I don't think any of us have won by more than a one goal margin at their ground so far, which is pretty interesting considering that everyone you know wrote Luton off and, and things like that. But they're proving to be a very tricky customer and I think I think they'll probably give a few teams um at, at a few teams at away from home so away from Kemmerworth Road I think they will still give them a, a, a good game as well so I'm kind of happy we played them twice already but um yeah yeah so how how was you how was you kind of feeling going to the game I 
I, I, I thought we were gonna, I thought we were gonna lose. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, especially when I saw the lineup, I saw the lineup and I didn't see Mudrick, and I was a bit, I was a bit confused. Uh, You've been chatting to me too much, bro. Sorry. It'd be chatting to me. No, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? <laughs> no, do you know what it is? The Mudrick thing, because he, he had a good game against Palace, right? Well, from everything I, I heard, I didn't actually watch the Palace game, but I, I heard he had a good game against Palace. No, he did, and, yeah. And um, before that, he was playing well as well. So I thought, okay, um, you know, Luton, smaller team might make it a bit difficult for us. So I thought, you know, him being a team would make sense. And, that, and I didn't like um, Jackson out wide in the last game he played. I think it was, I can't remember what game it was. Um, is it Wolves? Was it? No, I think it was the cup game against Newcastle where I didn't really like it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like it if I'm honest. Um, I thought I thought balance was off. Um, so that kind of made me feel a bit. Mm, but how was you feeling like going to the game? I wouldn't sort of. Do you know what? Because of the way we dealt with Luton the first time, even though it was at at home, I actually thought we were going to beat them. But I but I did think to myself though that it was going to be much harder like I like a like a more of a battle and to be honest with you like I didn't get to watch it live I watched it back yesterday and I watched a little bit of it a little bit of it of it again today um and yeah it was pretty much what I expected really like their team they've kind of found their strengths this season now in terms of like the way they rattle teams I think they try to outwork you. They try to be super athletic on the pitch, like in terms of they've got the players. Do you know what I mean? Like pace-wise, they can match you. Strength-wise, you know they're they're crazy. Um, they've got a little bit of flair as well on the on yeah. the on the pitch as well in terms of like your Ross Barkleys and your Andrews yeah, Townsend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were having good games, but like um, in terms of the feeling generally, um, yeah, I did think we was gonna win, but I I, I wasn't expecting it to be free. I think it was three 0 the first time. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, expecting, I wasn't expecting, expecting that to go yeah. three 0 up. Um, yeah, I just thought twelve thirty kickoff, mm, a bit sticky. Yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. But the boys done well to be fair. Um, so yeah, we're getting to the game. Um, I think, like you said, we were three 0 up at one point, and even at that point, I wasn't entirely comfortable. Um, actually, no, I tell a lie. I wasn't comfortable at two 0 but when we scored the third goal, I, I, I felt okay, cool. The game's probably won now. But um, I thought generally we still weren't as controlled as we might can, as we can be for a top team, which is why I always felt that Luton were going to score at least one or two goals. Um, but just thank God that we scored the we scored the third so that they couldn't actually take the points away from us. But I thought first half was I thought first half was 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 okay. I thought it was alright. Um I think one thing I'm starting to notice in our games more recently is that I think our press is, is a bit more evident. I don't know about you, but I think we're starting to press teams a bit more. Um and I'm starting to see I think in the Wolves game we saw it um when we kind of picked them off a couple of times. Um I think the Sterling chance in particular comes to mind. Um, but I, th- I remember in the first half as well against the Wolves, I remember saying to myself, you know what, like, I could see press triggers, um, which yeah. I weren't really seeing before. Um, and I, and again, we, we saw that against Luton um, and we were able to kind of use that to score the first goal um, amongst um, other things throughout the first half. But I thought we were all right. Um, we moved the ball decently. Um, I thought Palmer again was really, really good. Um, and I think... What I liked about the first two goals, especially, I think I said this to you already, is that, you know, they they were shooting on site, which is something that I don't think we, like, our players really do, or our tackles yeah, really do. we never um, do it. <laughs> do. 
Um, I think as since Palm, Palmer's come into the team, I've noticed that he shoots quite a bit. But everyone else, I don't really think. I think a lot of our players are shot shy. But when Madueke and, pa- and Palmer saw the opportunity, they just went for it, and I really liked that. It was it was ruthless um, because we we haven't punished teams enough for their mistakes or for giving us tro- um, opportunities, which has cost us over the like the past year or so. So I was I was happy to see that. Um, I don't know about you, if you think similar or... No, yeah, it's, it's pr- pretty much yeah, pretty much the same thing. I think, um, like, when I was watching the game, you could see the kind of pressure that they were trying to put on, on Luton when they did have the ball. Um, at times, I think we was we was a, a bit too eager um, to, to obviously try and get the ball. And I think that kind of allowed Luton a couple of times to, to get into dangerous areas. So, so there's clearly something we still we still need to work on there but i agree i agree with what you're saying like there's 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 clearly something that's being worked on in terms of trying to get these teams under pressure um and it being a way of us trying to get um chances do you get what i'm saying because i think if you remember even like against uh time ago against arsenal like palmer was in the team then as well and and i think he's he's been a big um improvement on that kind of stuff as well in terms of like the pressing and trying to close down passing lanes and trying to anticipate where passes go and stuff like that and he even got a chance against Arsenal doing that same kind of thing so so it's so it's been it's been here and there throughout the season but in terms of like maybe seeing a a better pattern of it and maybe it being a little bit like um it being executed a little bit better I, I agree like in the last few games like even against Newcastle like I didn't really feel like we were having any issues against Newcastle and, and we pressured them really well, like for the majority of the game. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I definitely agree with you. Like there is, there is evidence of things improving there, um, which is good. Cause that yeah. means that there's a plan. I think, yeah, those, I think the press triggers that I've been seeing recently um, has given me some sort of like optimism that there's some sort of coaching going on behind the scenes because before then I wasn't, too sure <laughs> do you know what i'm saying or oh, it wasn't too evident should i say um, yeah and then the but, shooting on site thing that you said as well i think yeah that is just something generally we have to start doing more as a team like it's sure. it's, it's so it's so frustrating when you watch these players do so well to get in certain positions and then the the last action is you know a pass sideways or too many touches before before a shot like before you can get a shot off or something and madawaki and these guys like they they definitely they definitely go hungry. Do you know what I, I mean? Was, like we've seen it's it. It's funny you say that because <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's a personnel thing. Mm. I think I think it's a personnel thing because I think Palmer, as we've already kind of touched on, we've noticed he shoots quite a bit from outside the box. He takes it on. Yeah. But he was the only one. Madueke, on the other hand, is someone else who also shoots as well. Mudrik, as we've spoken on in previous pods, he shoots as well, but he, he's not always in the team. So I think if we can get at least just two of them in the team, you've already, I think you've already upped the levels in terms of danger, like someone who's actually going to take the shot on um, because it's important. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Sterling really shoots as much 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Uh, quite hesitant, uh, yeah. quite indecisive. And I think the same with Jackson as well. And I also think it's to do with, and I also think it's to do with technique. Like I don't look at Jackson as somebody that's got a really good, like shooting technique at the moment. Mm -hmm. And Sterling has pretty much been like that throughout his whole career. He pretty much only, you know, finesses shots. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't really do the whole strike it with a lot of power, hit it with your laces, kind of drive, drive Mm. through it, kind of thing. Whereas Mm. Madueke, that finished the other day, that was that was literally right for just put your laces through it and you know try and kill the keeper kind of finish and yeah like palmer palmer's a little bit different because obviously i think he's one of the more gifted footballers in in the team where he he does have a really good um shooting technique we've spoken about mudrick like you said like if somebody like him can get on the ball and cut in a, a little bit more and make that other, like make more habit of doing that then he might get more shots off the only other person i'd say can add to us trying to become like more of a, sh- a shooting team is Conor Gallagher which um in my opinion like I feel like he is definitely somebody from midfield I want to see getting getting into like those kind of shooting opportunities and and you know grabbing a few goals because he's definitely capable as well uh, I feel like he's had a few opportunities over the course he has of the yeah he just, <laughs> just hasn't convinced me in terms of be and don't get me wrong he's a midfielder it's not his job but no. there has been a few opportunities where he's had in front of goal. I'll just be like, mm, we could have done better there. But, Tame effort, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, I don't know, not really convinced on that one. But the other three, certainly. And I think um, I think Palmer's goal, like, I think it's, it's, it's key that you t- you spoke about the type of goals they were, because that's what I wanted to do as well. Because, like, even Palmer's goal, I was actually surprised that he took the shot. I thought he was going to pass it. I'm not going to lie to you. Because that's what I'm used to seeing. When he, when, so, like, when he won the ball, I think Madueke was free in the box. Um, he could have easily laid it off to him and Madureke would, would have had a shot on his left foot. Yeah. So I thought he would have passed, he was going to pass it. So I was actually surprised when I saw him just laying it with his laces. I was like, wow. Like, and, and when it went in, I was like, that's really impressive. Um, but yeah, like you said, the type of goals they were, it was just like straight, put your foot through it. Uh, they saw this, they saw where the goal was and they literally just went for it. And I really loved that. And I think that's, that's what we need more of because that's what's going to make us ultimately win more games. Because if you think about it, if they didn't, Luton scored two late goals, didn't they? We would have lost points. Um, again, Madueke, a quick shift. I don't know if you saw it at the end. <laughs> um, at the at the end of the game, where Madueke and Palmer were walking off the pitch, he, Madueke was actually taking Palmer through his goal. Like, he was telling him how he just, quick shift, boom. That's literally what he said. That's actually what he said. Um, oh, really? I haven't seen yeah, I was reading, <laughs> yeah, I was reading his lips. He was like, and he was doing the actions with his body. He was like, oh, quick shift, boom. And I was like, yeah, like, love it do you know what i'm saying like we need more of that um, because that that seems like something that he wants to like you know when you talk about something that you 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 were maybe practicing on or something like that yeah yeah exactly before the game or something that's literally what it was i'm gonna try to find the clip Ah, i don't know if i'll be able to i don't think that's interesting because then that that, that's quite encouraging because that sounds like it's a thing where he's he's looking to do that more do you get what i'm saying in in games and uh that if that's the case like you said, it's a personnel thing and, and we need yeah. players that can that can do that, man. 
badly. Exactly. And and it's a grudge because it was it was on his weak foot, so it's like he's not shy to take it on on the, on on his because so many left footed players, especially wingers, they don't want yeah. to use their weak foot. And it was a tight space. He had Gusto overlapping. He could have used Gusto, but you know, took it on. And I was like, yeah, I, I might be overanalyzing, but look, I think this team has just been so shy of people who want to shoot and score that <laughs> I have to cling on to everything. You know what I'm saying? No, but, but yeah, we I, saw him. We saw him shoot with his left foot as well against. Brent, I think against Brentford, and we know what you can do with his left foot yeah. as well. And yeah. th- like he, he's tried to shoot there, and he, sh- yeah. you know, if that goes in, that turns out to be a pretty important goal as well, considering the yeah. momentum at the time. So it's like we, nah, you're you're 100 right, like you're spot on. We need, we do need players like Madueke to 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 probably start a little bit more often and and get a run. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, I'll, we'll get onto the Madueke, don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was yeah? So moving to the second half, which I which wasn't as pretty to be honest with you. Um. We one thing I'll say about about Chelsea this game is that we defended really really well. I was impressed with the back four um, because I'd say first half I wouldn't say we came under loads of pressure in the first half. But Luton did have their opportunities here and there, but I think first half we got our two goals and we were largely we're doing okay. You know, like it wasn't. I didn't feel like we were in real danger. But second half they really like they stuck it on us. Like, and I think the back four done extremely well. Um, I think Carwell. Even though at times he looks uncomfortable at left back, I think he defended one from beyond situations really well because he had a couple situations in the first half where he got the better, where he won the ball back, and then similarly second half when we were on, under the cosh, I think he done really well. Thiago Silva was immense, I think as usual, um, winning aerial aerial duels positionally for crosses, he was just excellent. Um, and again, Gosto and Dasasi, I think, were solid as well. So I think second half, they came under a lot of pressure. But I think that's the first game in a while I've been like, you know what, we actually look quite solid here, even though we conceded two goals. But like our defensive actions were good. Um, it's probably one of Cole's best games as well, to be fair. I think like he had, yeah, he had yeah. a decent game against, I think his his best game so far up until now was probably when he played centre-back for, for the Arsenal game. So he played centre-back for the Arsenal game. You listen about that game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent that back yeah. for that game. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's probably Cole's best game as well, to be honest with you. Um, so, um, but at left back, obviously, we've been waiting for him to kind of maybe get a little bit better there because obviously we all know Cole was not left back, but he's 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 playing and he's starting. And I think in that game, I think he, he, he did much better than he has in the past, like in a lot of those games. So I feel like he does still look like he's juggling there and I do feel for him a little bit. But at the same time, you know, we've spoken about this in a group. Like, if you're starting and you're getting games, do you know what I mean? Yeah, as a young player. Try and make yeah. the most of it. <laughs> for real, for real. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. So, obviously, we've got the third goal in the second half. Um, I think it's a nice play from Jackson coming in off, to, off the left-hand side. And he plays in Palmer. I think Palmer, again, wonderful goal. Um, the way the way he managed to bounce the ball up away from the goalkeeper and, and show great composure to put it in. I thought it was really, really great to see. Um, and then we just we, we lost control of the whole game in that second half, I think. Um, and and Newton put us under sustained pressure, like I said. Um, put us in, in numerous situations that we had to defend, um, which they came they managed to do successfully. But it was it was quite worrying just in terms of the lack of control. And I think it's becoming a theme. I think I said it, um, you know, it was it was apparent against Newcastle where we got punished. It was apparent against Spurs, um, but we got away with that one. 
um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've seen it in other games as well, but particularly those games. Um, I think where... Brentford, Brentford, it happened again. Like we've had lots of games yeah. where, to begin with, it's been all right, like a nil-nil or it's one-one, maybe half time, and you're expecting us to kind of come back out more controlled, with a little bit more intent, and maybe try and go and win the game. But instead, what happens is we come out. The first ten minutes actually isn't that bad but we concede or something like that normally happens. And then it gets, it just gets very chaotic. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think in the first, in the first half, like in the first half of the games, in the first half of the season, um, it weren't that bad. But recently I feel like it's been much worse. And the thing is, I don't want this looting game to be an example of the whole half being bad because I think those 12 minutes were so long for every fan watching that they, they're actually only 12 minutes. <laughs> it's not it's not the whole half. Like, if you go back and watch the game, Chelsea didn't really do much in the second half, but Luton didn't really do much either, if we're being honest. Like, they didn't really do anything crazy. What happened was we, we, we kind of struggled to get the third. Um, we ended up getting it through a fantastic Palmer goal. And then in the last 12 minutes... I agree with you 100%. We just lose all sorts of composure. But when I was watching back and I was looking at like things that changed and stuff like that, the subs that were made by by Luton, they were made at half-time. So subs had already been made. Yeah, I remember Chong coming on and making an impact. Yeah, like the subs had already been made. So like they'd already thrown on more athleticism, more pace, more more energy. They'd already, they'd already thrown all that on. Didn't they bring on Carlton Morris like midway through? And then, and then they brought him on as well. But, but... All those subs, none of those subs happened before the third goal. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think any of the subs happened before the third goal. Maybe, no, maybe the maybe the Morris, may, maybe the the Morris one. I can't remember exactly, but I know for a fact that w- what happened with with us was I think Poch. There's, I feel like a lot of people are saying Poch should have changed a lot more things. But if you go back and look at the bench and you look at the players to, that he can bring on, there isn't a huge amount he can do in terms of personnel wise like people are saying put Matson at left back and do all this kind of stuff bro if you look at the, con- the chances that we conceded I'm glad he didn't put Matson on mm. do you understand yeah. like he, you, you would have not want yeah you would have not wanted Ian Matson on that pitch in those mm. last 12 minutes absolutely not ideally we would have wanted someone like Leslie but he mm. wasn't there either so then you're looking at oh we need fresh legs in the midfield we've only got Enzo on the bench mm. Literally, we've only got Enzo on the bench. I think the other guy is Alex Matos, who's just mm. gone and learned to Huddersfield. So it's like, I, I'm not sure, personnel-wise, what we're going to change. But but instructions-wise, I would have expected Poch to say to tell the team, listen, don't panic. Stop pressing mm. like crazy guys. You're 3-0 up. You do not need to press. Like, it's free, we're 3-0 up, right? And I'm still seeing Conor Gallagher and Caicedo running into ah, these guys full pelt thank bro. you for for segueing into where i wanted to go to. <laughs> so, yeah so, go so, ahead. so uh, I, yes okay so my question was going to be what do you think is the reason why we lack control because for me personally i don't think the pro i think our midfield profiles they don't cater to controlling a game in my opinion because right. i think gallagher and kaisedo are too similar the only one that can actually control a game is Enzo, right? Yep. And even then, there's been games where Enzo's played and we haven't controlled the game. Yep. So, 
what is the? I, I think Lavia. I'm I'm here, I'm I'm not here to advocate for Lavia to start, but I'm just, but I what I am saying is I think Lavia, even Leslie to an extent, they they add a little bit more balance in terms of the profile midfielder they are. They're not the the energy type. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not the ball roaming the the roaming type, the destroyer type who's gonna try and hunt for the ball. Um, and to be fair to Caicedo, Caicedo I think actually had a pretty good game. And he can, you know, contribute to controlling a midfield just in terms of like passing first time and and all of that. Um, and I think he done all right against Luton. But Gallagher and Caicedo together, I don't think are the profiles that cater to control of the game. I don't know what you think. No, but bro, <laughs> like, li- listen, Caicedo, I agree with you as well. Like, Caicedo had a good game. And even Gallagher, I think, had a had a decent game. But what... The thing, the thing, the, the issue that we've got at the moment, right, is that naturally, we're talking about naturally, what you, you play football, Shems, yeah? When you have a natural part to, like, you have a natural way of, of playing, sometimes you'll do things just because that's just who you are. That's who you are on the football pitch. Do you understand? Like, so Caicedo being the player he is, knowing what he can do as a, as a, as a midfielder in terms of, he knows that he can get to certain things quicker than other players, right? He knows that he can cover ground pretty quickly. So if he sees an opportunity to maybe go and press something, he might just do it. Even if he's not meant to and hasn't been asked to do it, he might do it. Do you understand that? And, and I feel like, we have that issue at the moment in our midfield that we, when Kim and Gallagher play, Caicedo does have the ability to be disciplined. I think he does have the ability to be to be disciplined and and sit when he needs to sit and you know just ping the ball about a bit, play these little one touch passes or whatever. But there are going to be moments where if the game gets chaotic, the last two players that you want on the pitch at the same time is them two. Honestly, because. They will. They 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 are gonna run and they're gonna try and win challenges. They're gonna try and press. They're gonna try and get to things quickly. And we've all seen it. People keep asking, why does Casado keep giving away these silly fouls? It's because of what I'm talking about. He's just that. That's just who he is. That's the player he is. He tries to get to things early, quicker and, and earlier than other players. He tries to anticipate passes and stuff like that. That's part of his game. That's just part of naturally the game he plays. I think. I think as well. I think. When Enzo comes on number 10 position, we all hate it. I hate it, included. But I think that kind of allows us... Because if Gallagher is playing further forward and he's pressing, he's going to leave gaps. Yep. But if Enzo's in front of him and he's behind, it kind of... Um, what's what I'm looking for? There's more of a structure there. There's more of a reason for him to stay put, if that makes sense. Yeah, because um, you can't, you can't, you can't go anywhere, really, innit? Yeah, you can't go anywhere, yeah. Because it's the back foot behind you and you've got Enzo in front of you. So, I guess in a way that does help. Like, so when Enzo came on, not to say he improved things, but I guess in a way that there's logic to him kind of playing there. Um, yeah, because for the goal, because for the goal that we conceded, right? You know, the goal, the header that got disallowed. I think it's the header that got disallowed, or it's the one that just stood. I can't remember, but it definitely led to a goal. Yeah, and Caicedo and and Gallagher, they've both pressed. The left back, the, the, there's a player in the left back position for Luton, and there's another player on the edge of the box for Luton. Gallagher's gone first to press the guy <laughs> at left back. Bear in mind we're three 0 up, by the way. Yeah, he's gone to press the guy at left back. Caicedo's then gone to press the guy on the edge of the box, 
and I think initially what they're thinking is we're going to try and stop this uh, this attack from happening, right? But you don't really need to do that and think that way and panic like that at three nil. You can just let it play out. Yeah, you're good players. You can you can you can sit back, let it play out, and that's that's kind of like the art of kind of like you know Akante for example. The reason why he was so good was because sometimes he wouldn't always do that. What he'd do is he'd wait for he'd let it play out and wait for the second part because he knows there's going to be a better opportunity to win the ball. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And and these two at the moment, I think I've seen too many too many examples of this where they haven't allowed things to play out and they've just gone made the the decision quickly because obviously they feel they're they're confident in their ability to go and win the ball back or whatever, and then they get turned, and then all of a sudden. Chelsea fans are like, where's our midfield? Why are we so open? I don't think the back line wants them to go and do that, bro. I'll be honest. Because if that was the plan, the back the back line would be five, ten yards further further up. But instead, what happens is they stay put, they go, and we end up with a massive gap in between the, the centre backs and the and the mid, and the midfield, where now these guys are just running at us. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And that's how the goals happen, and and we, that's something that we've just got to get better at, at, better at doing because or Poch has got to give instructions quicker and say, you know what, we're here now. This stage, we don't need to do that. We've got ten minutes left. I trust you guys to sit back, pick your moments. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the midfield. I think Gallagher, uh, Caicedo, Enzo. I think it's a good midfield. Competes in most big games. But yeah, I think just those two in particular, I think, yeah, they're not really possession midfield midfielders. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's, it's very difficult when you've got two destroyers there to, you know, maintain shape and, con- and control games. Um, so yeah, it's something that needs to be looked at, to be honest with you. Um, otherwise, we're going to be having more games where we just don't see games out, if that makes sense. Um yeah. I wanted to touch on um, Kaiseido actually, whilst we're kind of on them. I thought Kaiseido, I think Kaiseido is steadily improving personally. I think as a side in, he's not moved me that much um, from what I've seen from the start of the season, to be honest with you. He's had some good games, but generally I think he's been quite underwhelming, um, as has Enzo Fernandez. But um, I think Kaiseido, since the United game, so, like, when I say since United game, I'm actually including that game as well. I think, um, you know, he's been put put together three or four good performances in a row, whereby it's like, okay, like, he's not getting caught in possession as much. He's not turning over the ball as much. He's popping... The bright, the looting game, he actually... There was a couple first-time passes that he popped. One, he was involved in... Um, was it Madweke? Yeah, he was involved in Madweke's goal yeah. uh, in the build-up. And I was like, that's really nice. Um so he's got he's got he's got that good first time pass in his locker, and which I, which I quite like in build up. But yeah, how do you think he's done recently? I, I think he's been on a steady, gradual improvement personally. Yeah, no, same. I I do think as well like he's received some heavy criticism because obviously because of the whole the whole hundred million thing and all that kind of stuff. And I think he even spoke about. Um, Pochettino kind of protecting protecting him at the moment in terms of he knows that he's not at the level he he probably wants to be at, um, but Poch is in his ear at the moment telling him to kind of just ignore 
all that kind of stuff, the noise outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, he still needs to settle in his team. I, I, there's so many changes that have happened with Chelsea. So generally, Kaiseido needs to settle to 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 be the best um, version of him of himself. But yeah, I think the last few games he's he's definitely um, looked more more settled. Um, I think he probably he's I'm assuming maybe he's he's getting used to to what his his role is meant to be as well. And in terms of what happens, maybe I don't know when 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 Gallagher kind of vacates that area because he looks to be isolated at times. Kaiseido, like um, like I was watching. Don't ask me why, but I was watching the Liverpool game today because <laughs> um, I just wanted to see how. The- ah, you've been reviewing the tapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was watching it because I wanted to. I wanted to, what do you call it, see the midfield and how it played. And obviously Enzo's had a lot of a lot of flack as well recently. So I just wanted to see what the difference was and why Enzo played so well. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like that, that midfield was as isolated as maybe the midfield has been in the last few games. So I think Caicedo's found himself found himself covering a lot of a lot of ground. Um in recent games, I think um, Conor Gallagher is obviously doing a great job as well. But but it's 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 all about in terms of where Conor Gallagher goes and where he is when we lose the ball. Like I know he does try to get back in and recover, but you know you, it's much harder for Caicedo. I think when you're just left in the middle and this team is like breaking on you on you all of a sudden, kind of thing. So yeah, I think structure wise, maybe there's improvements to be made as well, but. I do agree with you. I think Caicedo's he he'll settle in. I'm not even worried about Caicedo if I'm being honest, because I think we've all watched him at Brighton and we've watched him, you know, have better games than what he's had at Chelsea so far. So hopefully it's just about getting that balance right. Because like you said, we've got work to do in terms of working out the perfect midfield as well. Because maybe fans, Chelsea fans, have gone a bit early with the whole Enzo Gallagher. Kaiseido midfield. Yeah, I know where you go with that, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm just saying like we we they could be Leslie for all we know. We don't know, bro. Mm, but... Yeah, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to speak about. I know we really spoke about Leslie, but I wanted to actually go back to him. Um, yeah. In terms of the type of player he is, I think would you like to see him start more going forward? Because I think um, he's only start. If I remember, he's only started two prem games. If I'm correct. If I'm, memory serves me correct. This season? Yeah, so Brentford and Luton, right? Oh, wow, yeah, so yeah. The games he started in the Prem. Well, no, no, you're right. That's and, crazy. Yeah, he's, he's he's really been out in the cold. Like, he's proper been out. I thought he was mudded, I can't lie to you. I thought he was completely mudded. Mm. Um, His injuries have been bonkers, though, innit? Sorry? His injuries have been bonkers, though, in terms yeah, of... Yeah, he's like, had a couple of injuries. He came back from injury recently. But even yeah. when he went injured, he was just on the bench and just just there, really. Um, but yeah, he's coming. He's impressed. He's got he's got uh, he's two and two right now. Um, three goals, all comps in very little minutes, which is which is which is decent. Um, yeah, what like what do you make of him? Do you want to see him start going forward? And um, yeah, that's that's essentially what I want to ask. Yeah, I think it's 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 tricky for me a little bit because I've always had the opinion that Palmer's really good off the right. So it's that makes it a bit tricky, I guess. If you know, if Palmer's going to be playing right side, then obviously. Sorry to interrupt. Um, just to confirm, yeah, he has started seven matches. He's started two matches. 
in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, that's that's and dubbed on seven times. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Two hundred and thirty minutes. Yeah, no, nah, that's not enough, man. Not yeah. not for a player like him in terms of his skill set because we don't really have another player like him. I think he's probably our best one v one winger. I, I was saying that he should go alone in Jan. That's how muddled I thought he was. And if oh, you compare wow, yeah. it to, if the Premier League app is correct, if you compare it to Mudrik, Mudrik has played 807 minutes in the Prem and he doesn't even start consistently. Yeah. So that shows you how little Madrik has played. Yeah, exactly. Because we even say that we'd, we'd have liked to see Mudrik a little bit more. Exactly. So the fact that, yeah, I think both of them have struggled for minutes, haven't they? Like a lot, like in, in terms of consistent minutes. But Mudrik seems to be getting a decent kind of, run of um you know sub appearances and just appearances in general that Poch seems to be working with him quite a bit but we'd I'd like to see the same with Noni and from from what we've I think from what we've heard recently in terms of the way Poch has been speaking Defo sounds like they've been having some some sort of combo do you know what I mean like in terms of maybe what what's needed and or 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 what the reason is why he hasn't been playing because when he come on he, I felt I felt like he worked really hard against Luton worked really hard like trying to get back and make sure that the it wasn't like a 2v1 on the full back and and then when he got the ball he was he was quite positive as well so and that will only get better with more minutes do you know what I mean like someone like Noni Madueke you definitely want to see that guy kind of get a good run of game so he can get into into full flow because I can only assume that when he's like really confident and you know, he feels like he's playing his best football. He he definitely must be like one of the most dangerous players on the pitch in terms of of attacking wise. Because somebody that as good as him, that's like one v one. Yeah, you, you definitely need somebody like that in your team. So mm, I'm I'm hoping yeah. it, I'm hoping it carries on. Yeah, it's interesting because I think whilst he's not the quickest player, he's definitely still able to create that separation. It's funny because you saw my because you replied to it. I hate wingers that can't create separation and yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he's not the quickest he definitely can because he's got like a bit bit of trickery about him a couple body feints you know what I'm saying and he's able to yeah. I've seen him go past defenders which is decent um, end product needs a little bit of work but I think there's definitely something there I remember after the West Ham game his debut um, last year everyone was calling him crap and I was just like what? like I, I don't see a crap player here like he's actually he's definitely got something about him he's a bit rough in terms of um, his end product definitely needs a little bit of polishing, but in terms of like winger traits, he's definitely got it. Like he likes to cut in, he likes to shoot, he can he can go past a defender. That's all you really want, really. As long as you, if if as a winger you can constantly get past your defender and enter the box or put a cross in, that's all we're really asking for. Or get a shot off, and that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Um, it do, he doesn't always look very clean, but you know. That's neither here or there. I think I think there's definitely a player there that can contribute to something, um, mm. and I'd like to see him in the team. To be honest, if he's, you know, if if he's going to keep shooting like he like he did against Luton, like he has done in previous games, and yeah, like keep him in the team. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, I was quite happy. I was quite happy with him. Um, I was quite happy with him on 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 Saturday, especially. Um, who else did I want to touch on? I think that's about it. To be honest, Cole Palmer. But I think Palmer speaks for himself. We can do if you want to. But the other person I wanted to touch on was Breuer. Um Obviously, you've watched the game back. Funnily enough, I didn't think Breuer did that bad. I thought when he got subbed, I was a bit disappointed because I thought, mm, like, he needs a bit of rhythm. Like, leave him on. He's not doing too badly. But 
upon watching the game again, how did you think Breyer did? <laughs> Everyone in the chat said you did that. I don't even think... Nah, the thing is, I think it's generally been harsh on the players in that game because of how messy the game got in the end. I feel it's it's hard to take that that last part out of your out of your um, thoughts <laughs> because of how bad the end of the game was. But I think um, I think Brody had done okay. I feel I feel like he was getting into good areas. There was a couple of times where Palmer could have probably played him through, and, and he didn't get the he didn't get the pass that he wanted. Um, but <laughs> Brody Brody is right now. In terms of this season, in terms of what it what it is for Broyard, it is literally what you just said. In terms of he needs to get a rhythm, he needs to get a feel for the game again. Like the injury, I know there's sometimes there's people that come back from these injuries and they 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 seem to just you know get straight back into it. But Broyard looks like he is going to be somebody that does need that little bit of time, and he hasn't been starting regularly anyway. So that that in itself is another reason why you kind of need to give these guys time to find their rhythm and stuff. But not only is he not getting regular appearances, he's come back from a long-term injury. So it's kind of a double whammy for him at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think in the end, he struggled to really hold up the ball. And for somebody like Broya, who's really, he's quite strong, he's quite powerful. It was a little bit disappointing to see like the ball just bouncing off of him at times and kind of same with Jackson as well. But, um, like I said, that Luton team's a bit they're they they're they're really, really physical and and quite powerful. So um yeah, I'd, hopefully he just gets more minutes, in my opinion. Like I just I just think he needs more minutes, a little bit more of a of a rhythm in terms of maybe some consistent cameos and that and maybe a couple starts here and there. Hopefully he starts against Preston and then he can, you know, maybe maybe grab a goal against Preston or something like that for his confidence because it, it would be really good for him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's been hard for him to get rhythm, to be honest, because like you said, he starts one game, out the next game. And then even the game he does start, he's off after like 60 minutes. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know if he can be developing it. Well, I'm with you. I don't think he done that badly, to be honest with you. I think it was okay. Um, didn't receive loads of the ball, but he tried to you know, at least be busy. Um, he, he held the ball up a couple of times. We've done okay, to be honest with you, but um, yeah, he, he's someone that just needs you need starts. Um, and I, I, I don't know if he's going to get them or not, to be honest, but we'll see going forward. Um, it looks like Nkunku might might play up top. Um, so when we've, obviously Jackson's going to the AFCON, so um, it's going to be Broya or Nkunku Seems what did like, you think about that? The Nkunku up top. Nah, it's not. It's not how you get the best out of Nkunku. Nkunku <laughs> needs space to operate. He needs a free roam and space. So him from the left hand side for me is probably the best I get. How you get the best out of him? Where he's having as many touches on the ball as possible. If you play him up top, he's not touching the ball regularly, or as regularly as he would be if he was playing off the left. Yeah, uh, and he's influencing the game less. I think a player of Nkunku, you want to give him as many touches as possible. That's how I see it. So Yeah, I, that reminded me a bit of a preseason. The, there was a preseason game he played up front and, and he just weren't getting the ball. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's literally so yeah. I saw it from then. I think he could probably he could function in the two like he did with um I think it was Pulse. Pulse, yeah. But as a one, I'm not sold. And yeah, but I think 
that's what's going to happen because I, I don't think Poch is convinced by Barrier because he keeps he keeps dragging him after 60 minutes. So I don't think he's convinced by Barrier. So I think what we are going to see is Nkunku go up top. Um, and again, he, because he likes touching the ball, I can see him coming deep to touch the ball. Um, so and then that lead, that poses bigger problems because then there'll be no one in the box or whatever. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. What I will say though is that if it drops him in the box, I trust him to be composed and have the quality to 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 take chances. Yeah. But yeah, man, I just don't see him influencing the game as much from up there. If I'm honest with you. What about you? Yeah, no, I thought that was horrible. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I think I think he wanted to he even wanted the Luton game. He didn't touch the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel yeah. like he was meant to come on and kind of like I feel like he the way Poch thought about it was ah oh, he's a more experienced player, more like he's he's quite um good at getting the ball into his feet and maybe holding it up. I don't know whether it was a, maybe a miscommunication in terms of like they because they were knocking it long quite a bit as well and like I don't know why they would do that to him because he's not gonna. He's not going to win anything like that. But, um, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it will be a bit frustrating to watch. Like like you said, the only thing we'll be kind of confident about is that if it does drop to him anywhere in and around the box, we'll probably be more confident that he could make make some kind of opportunity out of it. But at the, at the same time, you definitely want somebody like we didn't wait this long to have Nkunku missing like seventy percent of the game because he's playing up top on his own. Do you know what I mean? Like hardly involved in that. So yeah, yeah no, I agree. Try and get him in his best position. Yeah. All right, I think that was a good good debrief on Luton. Um, oh wait, did you want to touch on Palmer? I think you said. Um. Nah, not really. Everybody touching on Palmer yeah, really, yeah, actually, yeah, isn't it? So, like everybody's talking about his goal. Yeah. Everybody's talking, <laughs> like like we know. It, I just listen. He's just a ridiculous player, isn't it? Like he's. Yeah. I'm glad we got him and that goal. Yeah. Hopefully it gets goal of the month. Hopefully he gets player of the month because he's had a good month. Um, Cole sure. Palmer, to be fair. So. Sure. So yeah, I think obviously that's that's a debrief on Luton that was quite comprehensive. Um, so we got Preston in the cup uh, on Saturday, five thirty. Um. Who would, I'm not going to ask you your thoughts going into the game because you know it's like we know much about Preston. But um, who would you like to see start the game? Run? Like, what do you think? Who do you think will probably play? Um, bearing in mind we play Middlesbrough first leg away from home on mm. Tuesday, so that's what three days rest before we travel again. Yeah, or two days before we travel again, whatever day they travel on. Um, so yeah, how do you see? Like, who, who who do you think will play? Who do you want to play? Yeah. Norm- normally it would have been a lot of the guys that were injured <laughs> like all that are injured like it would have been a lot of them but I think they, they're even still injured do you know what I'm saying because it would have been ideally it would have been good to maybe see a Lavia that's just come back from injury play or a Leslie that's just come back from injury play do you know what I mean and, he, and they're still unavailable I think Carney's been training Chilwell's been training but I can't imagine that this game is uh, I can't imagine that this is um I, I, it must be too soon for them, surely. Like, well, yeah, love you, love you, what I mean, but, uh, yeah, you, like Carney and Chilwell. Like, I don't know how long oh, they've been right. training for, but yeah, Carney was pictured in the training session last week before the Luton game. I think it was the night hey. before the Luton game. Yeah, maybe then. I don't know. Like, it would be good to see him on the pitch, definitely. Oh, but um, 
Yeah, so I don't know, maybe them, maybe, maybe a Kanye and a Chilwell. Like I know, I know not a lot of people are happy about the Chilwell left wing thing, but it'd be good to have a left back back in the squad, I guess, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think those two maybe. Um, Gilchrist maybe for his little bit of his little bit of um, fame recently. Maybe he gets a, a little opportunity. I mm. don't know if because oh, like you said, if we want to rest players and that. But I I can see Poch going going strong if I'm being honest with you I think he's going to want to just kind of hopefully try and get a decent lead in the first half where he can then then start bringing on players because Matson, I don't think I'd, I think Matson will be involved on Saturday but I think it's quite inevitable that he's he's going to be leaving in January as well so yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see who he fields on the pitch to be fair yeah he should leave in January to be honest and I've seen him involved further forward. It's just an ISO because he doesn't do anything, to be honest. Um, it's just not his position. It's not made for him. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see Alfie involved. That monster tackle at the end. They get <laughs> I was I was clapping so loudly. I don't even understand. Like, if that cross went into the box, I think about the curtains. Hey, listen. Because the two crosses beforehand were so dangerous. Bro, listen, that, that tackle here yeah, was like a goal, bro. That yeah, tackle was like no, a it was, goal. It was, it was. He came on, done his thing. That's what that's what that's what we, we asked from you, brother. Um yeah. so yeah, I think I'll actually him involved just to see what he can actually do because I haven't actually watched it. Uh, I think Mudrick Sterling probably be involved. Um yeah. Bro, bro, I think yeah. and Kunku will probably be involved. I think Kunku will start, to be honest with you. Um maybe we can see Nkunku and Brothers together. Potentially, yeah that that would be good. That, that would be good in terms of like going into Borough because Borough we are going to need to field a strong side and 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 yeah. just make sure we win that game because obviously it's a semi final. So you'd want someone like Broya maybe getting on the score sheet, like I said, and then and Kunku just getting up the minutes and hopefully if you if you've got a decent lead at half time where it's like a maybe a two nil or something, then you can bring them guys off and then yeah. go from there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, interesting week ahead. Two cup competitions. Um, hopefully, two wins, which will put us in good stead. To, to, to be honest with you, um, I think if Poch can win the Carabao Cup, I think it'll be decent. You know, it'll be decent. It'll, it'll be good for the ownership more than anything because it's been nothing but a failure so far. To be honest, um, so if they win, if if Poch can deliver that, you know. I think it'll be the first thing to celebrate since they took over. Um, I think it'll be good for the group as well, like where they're so yeah, young and yeah. not a lot of them have probably won things. Like you're looking at players like Gusto and Palmer. and ben, Benoit, Palmer. Yeah, like Cole will, if, if they can get their hands yeah. on silverware yeah. this yeah. early in the season, Definitely. I could imagine that that would be a real, that a proper good springboard for them to kind of finish the season strong. And yeah, hopefully it's funny because it's like a Europa place and, and go yeah. from there. It's funny because it usually does. Like we've seen in numerous title wins, where the champions have won the Carabao Cup. So City and Chelsea, notably, they they tend to win the Carabao Cup whenever they win the Prem. And then you had like Man United last season, who, you know, were doing well, won the Carabao Cup, ended up finishing third. Um, so it usually does. It does. It does something. Um, so hopefully, we can get past Borough and go to the final and, and win that. That, that. I think that would be good for the, for the squad as well. Yeah, for sure. 
but yeah, I guess we're out of time for t- for today. Um, Jay, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, always, bro. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah, later. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.